the Boom, Boom Athletics High Performance Podcast. Providing you with the performance training, college scholarships, coaching education, and elite athletic development. Now, your host, your host, Seth Boomsma. Welcome back to another episode of the Boom Athletics High Performance Podcast. Seth Boomsma here once again. Today our guest is Isaac Schubert of Umba Productions. I've known Isaac for a little over a year now and the work he has done for us here at Boom has been absolutely incredible. Uh, We've used Isaac for a lot of different ideas and projects and not only that, but Isaac has also kind of taken South Dakota High School Athletics to another level and being able to showcase these athletes and showcase this fall football season and volleyball has been has been huge for not only him but also for a lot of these athletes in this area we also touch a little bit on isaac's journey to get to this point of starting umba productions and his partnership with ng nutra that we're also partners with ng nutra as well and and really just overall just talking about what makes isaac tick you know what makes him produce a film and think of all these ideas and projects. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode. I think you guys will really enjoy this. Isaac, thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks for having me. So it's a little bit different situation for you. Usually you're the one behind the microphone or or kind of behind the camera. Uh, Why don't you kind of give people a background of who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So like Seth said, my name is Isaac Schubert. I am the creator of Umba Productions, and Umba Productions is a company that specializes in sports storytelling or marketing, and kind of, I I wasn't always on the the videography or creative path. When I was in college, I was majoring in exercise science, and I was playing football at USF, had a terrible career, (laughs) had tons of injuries, never really saw the field, and... um, before my senior year, I ended up blowing out my knee, uh, wanted to stay with the team, didn't want to do any coaching or anything like that. Like that's just didn't, wasn't interesting to me. And I remember going to some professors at USF and just kind of told them my situation and thought about, you know, picking up a camera. Like I made some travel videos here and there and, um, it wasn't anything crazy. I was just like, I wasn't even comfortable behind a camera. I was just like, well, you know, let's just go for it and see what happens. And, uh, it turned out to be something really fun and a couple of my teammates, I can't remember who they were, but they were just like, you know, why don't you just see what happens with it and kind of run with it. And so Umba comes from the Swahili word to create. And the reason that that's the reason why I chose that name was because I grew up in Africa for six years and I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, so my dad is a pastor, and so he does a lot of mission work, and overseas is where we lived when I was three years old till nine, and um, a lot of stuff that I hold true to myself today, I learned from my time over there, and the one thing that I wanted my company to be, you know, the main foundation would be uh, is just generosity and integrity. And that's one thing that I took away from my time in Africa. And so it just felt right to have some sort of 
African tie to it. And then also just to have the word create in there because everything that I create is, you know, from my mind's eye and it, it just felt right to, to kind of keep it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool story. So what kind of got you inspired to start film? You know, it's kind of funny you ask that. So it started with travel film and I always loved watching like Jay Alvarez and Sam Colder, those guys would just go to crazy places and make these awesome videos and just like everybody else that follows them i was just super intrigued by just the way that they edit by the way that they shoot and just what they see and how they just like put that into film so i would say yeah that kind of is what got me into it or at least curious about it right what was like what was like the first video you ever made the first video i ever made was this really bad sort of rinky-dink travel video when I went to Mexico with my family for a uh, diving trip and I just shot out a GoPro I edited on iMovie and <laughs> looking back at it it's really bad and like it's almost cringy but um you know I, it was my first time with a camera I didn't really know what I was doing and I tried my best at that time to mirror what I thought these other guys were doing and Failed miserably, but everybody that I know that's a filmmaker started out just like that. Right. So you recently actually posted on social media one of your first sports videos. Um, what kind of got you into filming sports and how far have you kind of come since then? Yeah, so, well, I kind of got thrown into sports because of my background with the travel videos. Mm -hmm. Um so I got hurt in the spring and wanted to stay for the fall season. And uh, that summer, that first video that I put out, which is also really bad, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, it was just kind of one of those point and shoot and we'll figure it out after kind of situations. And honestly, that's kind of most of filmmaking. But um, I, I wouldn't say that I had a plan to get into sports filmmaking. It just sort of happened. And... For the most part, it's what was most comfortable for me for being around football for almost 14 years. Like I kind of knew the ins and outs of what to expect. Um, something that I feel like a lot of people that are in the filmmaking business that haven't played sports like that, they just, it's not that they don't understand it. It's just, it's easier. It comes easier. And I think that that's why it was so much the transition from you know, former athlete to now filmmaker and a uh, former athlete, the eye was already there because I've already seen it, mm -hmm. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that you said that because that's one thing I've always said when I, when we started working closely with Isaac is like, he understands what we're trying to look for when we do film production and different things like that and telling a story. And I think one of the things about, that's so good about what you do is like, you can almost take the shots that you would have wanted as a player and now do that as the filmmaker. Exactly. So, so what what have what have kind of been like some of the favorites, some of your favorite stories to tell or some of your favorite productions that you've made? Oh man, that's a good question. Um let me see. I would say one of my favorites is when I was with uh, the LFA, the Legacy Fighting Alliance, and um, I started this thing called uh, LFA Diaries and basically what it was is I followed around the main event for three days when wherever we were 
Um, I spent some time in Kansas and I spent some time in Oklahoma. But what my favorite part about that was, was just complete raw, uncut emotion. And the one thing with filmmaking that I've learned, if you know what you want to capture, you can kind of just hide in the shadows and just, you know, I don't know, feel it out. Mm -hmm. But that's the best way to capture that raw emotion. And so I would say my buddy Josh... When he was fighting in Kansas, that was probably my favorite, one of my favorites, just because it was so emotional and I really didn't stage anything. It was just there and it all happened and I was just happy to, you know, capture it. Right. Um, you recently started filming a lot of high school football games and a few volleyball games as well. Um, you're even getting Umba chance, you know, a lot of three <laughs> crowds, which I, which I thought was pretty cool and I can't imagine how you felt about that what what has it felt like you know because i know that everyone kind of goes through that stage where when you start a business like umbo where you're in a very beginner stage where it kind of takes a little bit of a while to grow and now you're kind of at the point where people know who umba is you know and they know who the guy behind the camera is and stuff like that what what has that kind of felt like you know transforming in the past year it's felt amazing um and honestly i think that that's an understatement because this has been in the works for almost two years mm -hmm. uh, i had to work for free for as long as i can remember right. and it's it's one of those things like people yeah they notice it now but if they could have seen it a year ago even you know five months ago like there were times where i was just like man maybe it's time for me to just put the camera down and focus on something else like get a real job as they always say and um so seeing it starting to pay off has been super rewarding and it only just like confirms in my mind that if you want something bad enough you can you can find a way to make it happen um and honestly filming the high school football this year has is kind of where i caught my break where that one uh, that one video from Harrisburg just went viral. Right. And so then, yeah, the Umba chants and everything, like, it just feels surreal because it's just like, man, like, these people, like, actually know what, like, know the name of my company, and it's just, yeah, it's just been super fun. Yeah, yeah, because it, you know, T student section chanting Umba, Umba, Umba. That, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was super cool. I can't imagine how you felt. It had to just, like, send, like, a super big adrenaline rush to you. So it almost kind of went probably a little bit back to your athletic days. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, for a different reason, too. Yeah, like I, I can definitely, I felt some sort of a correlation to that. Um, and I don't know, it just felt super cool because like I didn't really announce that I was going to the T game. Right. I didn't say like on social media, like, hey, I'm coming out to T or whatever. I just showed up and they recognized me and i really didn't expect any of that so um yeah it just kind of like hit me in the face and it was really cool um but yeah it kind of did take me back to that I, now that you say that that kind of feeling of being yeah kind of on the center stage so yeah, it, was, and, it was really and, sweet and i would say even in a very different way as well just because now you're helping other people now you're showcasing right. others you know when you're an athlete Yes, a lot of it might be a team game if you're on a team, but a lot of it's more of like your reflection mm -hmm. and that feeling for you. This was kind of like a reflection of what you're doing for others, right. which is really, really cool. So one of, one of my favorite um, edits that you did was the Harrisburg-Washington game because we had quite a few athletes in that game. And 
Shout out to Car- Carter Barenfoos who had mm-hmm. that game-winning interception in double OT. He's a stud. And you captured that <laughs> right. moment. What what was that moment like, and what kind of uh, feedback have you gotten on that? Because that was, I think that's my favorite thing that you've done. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, so I don't know if there's any other like creative people that are listening to this. When you get a good shot and you like hit end record and you're just thinking in your mind you're like man that's awesome like that's that's the shot that's exactly how i felt after that because i saw i saw him throw the pass and i saw the receiver slip and i saw carter right there and i was like oh this is gonna be a good clip and so that's kind of the feeling that i had after that and then i guess i don't know the the feedback that i got from that was just a ton of like like I've never seen something like that like from around this area like that looks super cool like that that like Carter like his mom actually messaged me and said like that was one of the coolest clips I've ever seen like yeah. thank you so much for capturing that and she said like like he's going to remember that for the rest of his life now and now he has something to to look back and see that because like you said, the adrenaline rush that I got from, you know, people chanting Umba, like, I can't imagine the adrenaline rush that Carter felt after picking that game, or picking that ball off to win the game, so those emotions just will always be instilled in media, and pictures, and video, and hearing that, and hearing the commentators, and the music, and the emotion, and stuff like that, that's things that, those are things that you just can't get taken away from you when you have a piece like that. Right. I, I completely agree, and I think I think that's what you bring different to the table to this area than others have, because you're able to capture different behind the scenes moments like that, like the different emotions of winning and losing. That's what kind of people want to see, you know. Like I think that's really cool because that's it creates like more engagement, and obviously you feel bad for those athletes that are losing and stuff like that. But they can also take that and interpret it as some motivation for them too, so they don't have that feeling anymore, and they can have that feeling that Carter and you know Harrisburg football team had. <clears throat> One of my favorite things that you kind of do is like how you blend the music with the video. So if you want to kind of talk about that and how you kind of like what what is it like finding the right music to go with <laughs> video? You know, because it's it, it can be like super easy when you first get started. No, I would say I spend on average probably an hour to two hours just finding the right track mm-hmm. for a 20 second, 30 second video. Like the the process is grueling. And honestly, I can't tell you when, uh, like what exactly I look for. It's just when you hear it, you're like, okay, I, that's it. And, and that's where the creativity and the imagination comes into mind. When you hear a soundtrack and you envision the, the video when those two click that's when you're like okay this is the one and usually it's only like five or ten seconds of listening to the track and you're like okay that's it and so for that particular video with carter picking off uh the game winner with uh washington i knew in the back of my head i wanted some sort of like a gritty like underlying beat you know nothing crazy nothing over the top nothing to take away from the the moment but like in that moment with Washington knocking on the goal line, um, it was kind of a gritty moment, you know? Like, they had to kind of grind to, to win this game. Right. So I wanted the music to really reflect that. And like you said, the music is 100% a lot of the emotion within a piece. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. So I want to kind of give people a little bit of a background about how we know each other and how we kind of met. Um, 
I first heard about Isaac a little bit more from a couple of the USF guys that I trained for their pro day prep back in during the COVID year of 2020. And they were talking about, Hey, you should, you should hit up, hit up Shub, get, get him in here, get, get some video. And at the time as a business itself, I don't think we were at the position to kind of do any filmmaking. And we ended up going with a, another mutual friend that gave us a deal. And this is kind of where being a former athlete helps with athletic film production because we, weren't necessarily happy with our previous film production that we made there. <clears throat> so then we made the jump about a year ago to go with Isaac and what, what we've been able to do together is create so many cool content videos out there. One of the really cool things that we did was like a Journey to Gold series last year. Uh, what kind of has been your experience like working with not only like myself, but also the, the Boom Athletics athletes? Yeah. Um... Well, like way back in the day, like it seems like it's not that long ago, but it really started quite a while ago back in 2020. And um, with the Journey to Gold series, it's exactly everything that I wanted to bring to the table to this area. And just like you, like you had the vision and then both of us brought it to life. Right. And what I guess I don't know my experience with it would was just being able to tap into the minds of some of the you know some of south dakota's best athletes mm -hmm. and see where they come from from a standpoint and obviously our film has come a long ways from the beginning right. and after we knocked out that first one the first one took like five hours oh, goodness, it yeah. took forever <laughs> but then like after that they were just short and sweet and like we had a template but i think figuring that part out and like you said being a former athlete i always thought what's the story that i would want to tell if I were in this position and what kind of angles, what kind of shots, what kind of things would I want to have myself highlighted in a journey to gold series style film. And so I just took those pieces to the table and just tried to figure that out. Yeah. That's, that's the cool thing. That's the thing I really loved about working with you is like you came in and all we did was have like an hour brainstorm session. Right. You know, it was just you on a, on a notepad and you just writing down a bunch of ideas and us kind of just figuring things out. I remember when we shot the promo video initially, that was our first one that we worked together. And I was just blown away by the detail that you provided. Not not just with the film itself. The edit is one thing, mm -hmm. but like the background work that you put in <clears throat> in order to create that production, that's what inspired me. That's what made me want to work with you and partner with you and right. develop that relationship because I knew the time that you put in and that's the same exact amount of time that I put in for our athletes too. And one of the things that I love is how, how you tell the athlete story. You don't tell Umba's story. You don't tell Boom's mm -hmm. story. You tell the athlete story. And that's right. one of the things that when we did the Junior Journey to Gold, it was like, these athletes aren't robots. These guys are humans. Right. You know, like, so let's get the people to, to kind of know who they are a little bit more and kind of provide a little bit more background information. Right. And it's all about humanizing a brand. So if you think about each athlete that was featured on the Journey to Gold, they essentially are their own brand. Mm -hmm. And when you can humanize a brand, you can learn to trust it, you can learn to listen to it, and you can just honestly be entertained by it. And I think that that's what the best thing about the Journey to Gold series is, is why it's such a good idea, is most of the time, these kids' publicities are really only defined by what they do on the track, what they do on the field or the court. They are kids they're human beings they have lives they have emotions they have likes and dislikes hobbies they have favorite subjects in school like things that 
normally like news stations or you know a quick bio in their athlete profile like would show like that it just is non-existent there and what you've done with the journey to gold series is kind of shed light on hey like this is a regular person just like me and i think that that's super cool yeah i agree so who have been some of your top influencers you know in, in film and video and even photography um well i don't know it's kind of hard to say because there it's shifted a lot mm-hmm. um so Peter McKinnon is a great example of who I've learned with or from YouTube a lot. So like, I think that's another thing. I didn't go to school for this stuff. <laughs> I stayed up <laughs> late a lot just learning from YouTube how to edit on you know Premiere Pro, what cameras to use, what lenses and stuff like that. So I took bits and pieces from um, not necessarily filmmakers, but films themselves. So I really love watching the ESPN All Access of the 2012 Alabama team yeah. when they won the national championship that year. They did an awesome like series on that. And so I love those style of, styles of films where they're not super produced. They're super behind the scenes. They're, you know, like let's hear things like a shaker bottle hitting the table and, you know, you zipping up your bag or tying your shoelaces or something like that. Like those things I really like. So I get drawn to like the short form, like mini series documentaries and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I, ca- I can't really say that there's a specific filmmaker, but a bunch of different films that I like to draw inspiration from. Right. Uh, what camera are you using right now? So right now I'm shooting on a Panasonic GH5. Okay. You like it? I like it. It's a little outdated. It's like six years old right now, I think. Um, that's the other thing with filming is it's super expensive. And you have to, you don't always have to, but um, it's good to stay up to date. But a good friend of mine, Gabe Watson, he always said a poor artist blames his, blames his instruments. So... Whenever I would like complain about, oh man, like there's just this super nice comp- uh, camera out there, but it's $10,000, he'd just say that to me and I'd get super pissed. But he's got a really good point because it's not the camera that makes the film, it's the filmmaker. And I think that rings true. So, I mean, like I started with a GoPro, like, and that's just kind of how it goes. Right, right. So now you're kind of with one of our partners now here at Boom Athletics, NG Nutra. Uh, mm-hmm. You just started there, what, about a month or two ago? Yeah, like six weeks. Okay. Yeah. So how has that experience been working closely with Joel and the, the team over there? And, and what, what kind of do you have planned to work with them? Man, it's been awesome. Um, and that's the other thing is uh, freelancing is such a brutal industry because you don't really know when your next paycheck is coming. And if you don't work, you don't get paid. And it's just kind of hard to do that. So... Being able to be with uh, NG Nutra and have them come along and, I guess, hire me out to help build their vision, having a steady source of income while also having the creative freedom to do the things that I really enjoy the most has been really awesome. And that partnership with now you guys is, I hope that, you know, it's super fruitful and I see a ton of potential with it. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, favorite Engine Neutral product? 
Right now, it would probably have to be the MR46. And my reasoning is because there's a huge difference when I take it and when I don't take it after a workout. And I was always like, oh, I need protein and protein is the only thing that I need after a workout. Well, amino acids being, you know, the building blocks of muscle and everything like that is been it's been super beneficial for me at least the way the way that my body would feel the next day after a really hard workout mm-hmm. what one of the things I, I think that's really cool about you and your storytelling is like you were almost able to tell a story as an athlete yourself popping your achilles <laughs> you know, having various injuries throughout your collegiate career has that been like at the time obviously it was a negative impact on what you were trying to do as a collegiate football player but has that had any sort of positive influence on you and how you tell a story and develop that? Oh, 100 percent. Um, honestly, so before my senior year, if I didn't blow my knee out, then I definitely wouldn't have started Umba. Uh, that was just an idea at the time. Um, but then also just like you said, being able to relate to the athletes to tell a story that way is super crucial. But also being on the other side of it, being having to be injured and knowing what that feels like and knowing that all you want to do is just play your sport and you can't Mm -hmm. um being on that side has been beneficial too because i understand where that you know where they come from when they're like like i just want to play and i'm like i totally know what you mean like (laughs) i've been there like i've lived that and so i would say like you said yeah at the time it was negative but hindsight like um i would say it's been beneficial just because it's given me a little bit more open-mindedness about issues when it comes to injury, comes to, you know, maybe not getting the most out of what you wanted as a career. Because at the time, if you asked me in the middle of it, I would say, this sucks. Like, this is terrible. Like, I've never wished this on anybody. But looking back at it now, I'm glad that it happened. Because all the stuff that I have today would not have happened if it wasn't for even the bad memories and the bad, you know, circumstances. Right. And also at USF, you got a podcast started. Is that right? I tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how was that? It was okay. Um, at first, it was just uh, Gabe and I just trying to like figure out how to work a soundboard and a computer and a couple mics and some headphones. And then uh, once we figured out that it worked, I was like, oh, why don't we just start a podcast called Thoughts, Concerns, Queries, where we just talk about random stuff. Right couple episodes we would just sit there we were playing tetris gabe brought his tv in and we were just playing tetris while we were talking about random stuff and um it didn't i don't really think it caught off it took off off the ground we had tucker stout in there we had um well tucker had then his podcast and he had parker uh gregston who's a former boom athlete and So, I mean, I, it wasn't very beneficial for me personally, but I was just happy to see that other people like Tuck could use that podcast room to actually like, you know, do things that they want because it's really fun at the end of the day to actually put something together, even if it doesn't do anything or go anywhere. Like, it's still fun to just sit back and listen to it and be like, yeah, that was really fun to put, like yeah. put together. So, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think a lot of people at home or on the road listening to this podcast, and especially if they're athletes, they want to know, are you going to hit up some playoff games th- this fall? 
For football? Yep. It's funny you ask that. I technically can't. Really? Yeah. So under the state, I can't film playoff games. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's been really difficult trying to get permission to go on fields. Um, and rightfully so, I get it. Like, it's they can't just let anybody out on the field. They can't, like, just crowd field space and stuff. But And I also understand they have broadcasting licenses. And so that's the other hardest part about filmmaking and learning this basically trial by error is um, you, you have to know uh, where to step and make sure you're not stepping on other people's toes. And so playoffs is one of those things where I unfortunately, unless I have a license under the South Dakota State Athletic Association, I can't film it. So, right, right. but I still can go and who's to say like, you can't just take a picture on your phone. Like there's, I don't understand because everybody's got a camera now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll probably pop out. I had a couple guys from T reach out to me and said that they want me to come to a game next or two weeks from now. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, what has been the biggest obstacle with Umba? Really just selling the value of it. Um, I get it. Not everybody's going to see the value or see the vision that I have because it's not everybody else's dream anyway. It's mine. Um, so I'm not going to expect people to believe in it the way that I believe in it. But I just hope that eventually people do see the value and then they can say, oh, this kid's been doing this for two years now. We can, we can rely on him. Uh, the biggest obstacle... Yeah, would definitely be just trying to convince people or even just tell people like, look, this is super important. And something that I've always said is athletes around this area, parents around this area, they check so many boxes when it comes to uh, dieting, when it comes to uh, training and making sure that they're getting the right skills development. But the one thing that they never really could check not because they didn't want to, it's because they couldn't, because there's nothing out there that was, you know, available, was what's your personal image? Like, what are you doing to invest in how these coaches and how these colleges are going to be looking at you? And I think that that's super important, because if you're doing all this other stuff, don't forget to check the last box, which could be just, like, could be your make or break moment. Right. I, I think that's a great point, because I think with social media nowadays, it's so influential, and every collegiate coach is on it. So if you're able to post more about who you are as not only an athlete, but a person, and, and post good highlights and stuff like that, I think coaches are gonna start taking notice of that. And I think that could be, like you said, the next step in mm -hmm. overall athletic development. <clears throat> I wanna kinda ask you, what is like one project or edit that you've never done that you would like to do? I would love to go through an entire season with a football team. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who, like, um, just start to finish. What what's the ups and downs? What what is it like being a high school athlete here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Like, you see these um, these really good pieces of high schools around the area in like Texas, Florida, California, whatever, like. And the thing is, is we have dudes coming out of South Dakota that are competing with the same guys that are coming out of other states. So I don't want to hear that it's just the area that you're in. Really, it's the outreach that we don't have. Right. So what I would love to do, my dream is to get hired by a school to say, we want to pay you to go through an entire season, uh, 
tell our story basically just how we we have some really good kids in our program and we have a really good program that we want to like um, showcase and kind of show our traditions our culture as a as a school and a program because every school has a different one and i would love to just go in and tell a story really is, yeah. is what i'd love to do yeah i agree with that one last question what's next for umba you know uh, that's always a, an interesting question too because i can't answer that right uh the plan has changed from the last two weeks already um and a lot of people would argue that having a plan is super important. Well, I mean, I think plans are useless, but planning is everything. I can't remember. I think Eisenhower said that before right. World War II yeah. or something like that. But uh, but it, it's true because plans always change. You can all, like constantly planning is something that I think is super important. But right now, the plans for Umba moving forward are to continue to work on this um this partnership between boom and ng Nutra and also just seeing how how the value hopefully the value will increase with um what i do in this area and the next thing is basketball season and i love basketball season a lot of people have asked me do you do basketball i'm like absolutely so just hit me up like let me know like yeah. let, let's get some work together because it doesn't stop at football. Yeah, I played football, and that's my first love. And I really love, like, you know, telling stories on, you know, the field. But there's stories all around when it comes to any sport. And, it, you know, volleyball, like you said, um, track, basketball, wrestling, and then right into the summer workout stuff. Like, there's stories all around us, and they're constantly sneaking under the radar, and there's there's really good ones out there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And especially with having having workouts right next door now and, and having a lot of interchangeable athletes, I think we can do a lot of different productions there. And, I agree. and we both have this partnership with NG Nutri. I think there's a lot of opportunities that we can create and kind of bring bring a lot of these athletes and, and parents, you know, some really, really good content. Absolutely. And I've always said, like, I just, at the end of the day, it's about helping and providing something that I never had growing up, especially in this area. And I mean, at the end of the day, I just want everybody to look like a superstar because a lot of these kids are superstars. So Yeah. Well, Isaac, I appreciate you being on the podcast. This has been really fun. I know it's been a long time coming and kind of flipping the, the page and having yeah. you on the other side of the microphone. So uh, <laughs> appreciate you being on the podcast with me. Uh, how can people reach out to you if they want to do any content for themselves or anything like that yeah i don't make it hard for uh people to, to contact me there's a link in my instagram bio you can dm me you can you know call me text me email me it's all over the place i'm not a hard guy to find um so yeah if you got any questions you got some work you got some ideas you got a school that's like you know what we want to work on our image i'm your guy just hit me up i'd be more than willing to talk Awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you.